0: What's going on, you guys? It's Kate and Robert, the Dudeful Lease, bringing you your AEW Battle of the Belts 2 post-show brought to you by NordVPN. It is April 16th, and we are here talking all things AEW Battle of the Belts. How you doing, Robert?
1: Doing great, Kate, and that rhymes, and I'm already excited about that. This is a fun show, you know, I think this will be the even more fun show because it's you and me. And when do they get a dose of you and me? They don't really get that.
0: We've only, I think, done outside of like Christmas streams or whatever. I think we only did one SmackDown review together. That's right. And the only thing I remember about it was saying that you should be wearing Nikki Bella's gear. I don't even know why that came up, but it did. And uh I'm not saying you let down the people, but I am saying you didn't bust out any Nikki Bella gear. I
1: didn't, <laughs> but I do have the Hitman gear on got the WWF background going, I think I'm representing wrestling well.
0: You are, nobody is better than the Hitman. Nobody is better than you wonderful watchers and tuner inners at home. I'm trademarking the term tuner inners. That's just fun. If you'd be so kind to get in your super chats and your humper chats, what is a humper chat? Do you ask? That sounds like an early 2000 site that I don't want to visit. It's perfectly benign, people. It functions just the same as your Super Chats. But here's the thing. Feifel gets to keep a little bit more of the Kashish, so it's very helpful to us. If you can go to HumperChats.com and send in a Humper Chat. If not, you want to rock some Super Chats to get your statement or question read on air, feel free to do that as well. We got Louise moderating for us, who always organizes those for us and does such a good job. And if you would be so kind to leave a thumbs up on this video, it really helps people find us in the algorithm. And yeah, thanks for hanging out with us on your Saturday night.
1: Really, though, they need to understand Saturdays are for humping. So the Humper Chats is where we need you to go.
0: It's perfect. Are they right for fighting? Yes. That's why you had yes. Battle of the Belts. Are they also right for humping? Yeah. That's why you go to humperchats.com. <laughs> and hey, you know what else you could do with your dollars? Subscribe to Fightful Select at FightfulSelect.com. Would you? AEW and ROH contract news breaking over there this week. So much great stuff going on. So many stories. Sean's got his finger on the pulse of all of it. So head you over there.
1: Games news for AEW this week, which is coming a lot sooner than we thought about. And you need to subscribe to Fightful Select because that's where everybody's getting their news from. It's so Why true. would you do the other guys?
0: Yeah. And like, just if you want to be cool, like. 6,300 other people are, like, don't you want to be cool? Don't you want to be hot and sexy this weekend? Then you have to subscribe at Fightful Select. We thank you so much for joining us. We are going to dive in, but we've got some overall chats coming in already. We've got Taylor saying, hey, Kate and Robert, the only issue I had with Battle of the Belts is all of the belts should have been defended. Cole and Hangman would have been great. I do feel like with as good of a match that we got on aw rampage i would have liked to have seen that belt get defended here i think i would have swapped the opener with this but this not being on there i feel like also let the women main event what did you think about which belts were defended on this card and how did you feel since i didn't get to talk to you about rampage how did you feel about last night's main event as well
1: so i thought the main event last night was amazing i think those guys have great chemistry I do think it should have been defended here because how do you have two Battle of the Belts and you haven't in a single world title match yet? The first Clash of the Champions was Sting and Ric Flair and they knew what they were doing because that's how you get people to see that these shows are important. So far, these shows don't feel as important as, say, a special Rampage or, you know, any other episode of Dynamite. I think they're missing a little something. But last night's match was great. I could have done without the Ring of Honor's title match on this card, but we'll get there.
0: I understand where you're coming from. I think if they were assuming it was going to be loyalists that are tuning into free TV on a Saturday night, I understand why they did it. Um, But I, I can understand where you're coming from, too. We didn't necessarily need that here. We've got more Super Chats coming in from you guys because you rule. We've got Ricardo the Bot Guy. So I guess he's extremely critical of AEW because if you're a bot, you are an AEW critic, but he's just putting us over saying that Fightful Select is worth the $5. We thank you so much for that. Let's dive in to our opener here, which was Guevara and Scorpio Sky 2. Uh, our wonderful moderator, Louise said, who do we boo now? Which I think is the question that people had with this match, kind of going into it based on what we heard about some of the Rampage reactions. We heard Sammy was getting booed out of the building uh, last week, not yesterday and that he was basically heavily edited to make it seem like he wasn't a heel. We have Ricardo the Bach Guy chiming in again, saying that, Sammy is now a three-time champ. Is he a heel? I'm lost. But before we get into the implications of the booking of this match, what did you think of the match itself?
1: There's too much outside stuff going on. Too much On There's Dan Lambert, Ethan Page. It feels very weird, and now you already had the fans flip-flopping on what to do and who to cheer. It's fine, but it feels like the TNT title without Cody Rhodes seems very unstable right now, and I think they need some stability in that title, even though I like the hot-shotting of championships because too many belts in wrestling right now are on guys for 700, 800 days, and that's not needed.
0: I agree with you on the mid-card front. There were some things that I did like about this match. Scorpio Sky had a nasty, nasty backbreaker on Sammy Guevara. A beautiful shooting star press, which always looks good from Sammy. There was a kind of botch springboard that I really like how commentary covered it up. Taz saying that the pressure on his lower back made it uh, impossible for him to pull off cleanly. Um, I hated the finish of this, and I hate the booking of it. The low blow is just garbage. I did not like all the interference. I was not around for old ECW. I wasn't really watching at the time. So overbooked matches just ain't my thing. I don't really care about Paige Van Zant when there's people like Willow Nightingale on the market, like Trisha Dora. I understand the outside appeal. I do think she has an incredible amount of charisma, but I don't know if you know this, Robert, I'm a little bit critical of the women's division. And well, so- that's because
1: you're a bot and you need to, you know, get that checked.
0: It is true. I am Kate0469696969 nice. on Twitter. That is my handle. Um, I just, I didn't like the booking of this at all. And my chief complaint isn't even Sammy necessarily just going over here. I don't like it when companies, and this I'm very heavily critical of with WWE. So as much as people want to call me a bot or a homer for any company, I try to keep my criticisms pretty blanketed. I do not like, I loathe, in fact, when it doesn't feel like characters are the reason people are heel and face. It feels like booking from the company is what's making people heel and face. And I feel like AEW has booked themselves into a corner in a few ways here. I think it was downright silly that after they kept Scorpio away from the title for so long that felt like his, that they thought, they're not going to want to root with this guy because Dan Lambert is out here calling people whores. So that makes people not want to root for him when he has that big moment. No, I want to cheer my face off for Scorpio Sky when he won that title. So bad. Secondly, I just think that um, him losing here is just such a bad call with everything that they have had controversy with, with black representation, giving your first black Mm -hmm. male singles champion a 40 day two feud run seems incredibly weak to me. I actually, if he was going to drop it this soon, would have preferred he did it to Wardlow because that is such a hot story that I feel like a title could really build out with. The only thing that's kind of a saving grace for me here is while I hate the low blow to end this, I do feel like it leaves the door open. I'm not a fan of hot potato with titles, but if this is going to be some sort of potential double turn as we were seeing the crowd reaction tonight, people were cheering for Scorpio Sky. People were booing Sammy out of the building. I think anytime you're making out with a hot girl up the ramp for that long, you're probably especially turning in the, still.
1: Especially in this fan base. Ooh, let's be clear. Uh, Tay and Sammy get a lot of heat online just for being so public with their relationship anyway. It just feels so rushed as far as TV because they just turned face. You know, people were just booing American Top Team. It just seems like, hey, we want to cheer Scorpio. Hey, maybe we're a little sick of Sammy. He's got that like John Cena, for lack of a better term, kind of reputation where it's like, okay, you're pushing this guy. We don't want this guy because you're pushing him. And that's not fair to him. But I think it can be good for Scorpio in the long run.
0: I think it can, too. And to Sammy's disadvantage, they kind of just put Sammy and Tay in the spot that Cody and Brandy were in. Like, that's been very clear that they just kind of like copied and pasted what was being done and people weren't liking it then. So if you're going to drag it out with a different couple, that also doesn't feel like it's necessarily the best move. But we have a lot of people that are wanting to talk about us this with us. We have Harry Izawa saying, welcome back, Robert, albeit briefly. And hello, Kate. One day, both of you must choose a cosplay, wear it, and also the SGS join in. Love my SGS people. You guys are so wonderful. About the show, Scorpio Sky and the women deserve way better. We will get to the women's match. I didn't hate necessarily what happened there, but I have been very outspoken on my overall thoughts about what happened with the division. We got Doc Mueller, who made my day yesterday and inadvertently today with some very kind messages and um unnecessarily wonderful gifts, uh chiming in saying that how baby baby faces making out won't work. Turn them heel. I feel like that was very calculated and intentional, how how makey outy they were coming up the ramp tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think they're gonna eat it up. I think Sammy works better as a heel anyway, because his best stuff was when he was with Jericho as the sex gods. And I think Tay fits right in right there and they've already kind of said that you know they've had sex with the TNT title around and I think it's going to be a very natural transition except are you going to allow people to properly boo them or are you going to try to force this thing be a baby face
0: so I actually saw Tay when she was signed with NXT working heel at just like a house show at Coco Beach, I think, randomly in Florida. And she worked so well as a heel. She was doing so much fun stuff for someone who at that point was so early in her career. So I am hopeful just because I, I actually saw a small sample of it years ago and I thought she was great. I also think naturally you have a face champion. So you're probably going to see more people turning heel just so that your list of challengers makes more sense. So I don't hate that. Um, there are a lot of women turning heel right now, which we can get to later. Um, but we have more chats coming in. We have a guy simply named C who said, Scorpio Sky has to be one of the most overrated wrestlers I've ever seen. All the hype from Twitter just to met and the ring and on the mic. I don't think it has to do with his capabilities as a performer at all. I feel like if you saw his previous work and his earlier AEW work, he was fantastic this Dan Lambert crap is holding him back. I've said it time and time again. The title has just not felt important in Scorpio Sky's hands so far because of this. Um, but I actually liked him and Ethan Page before Dan Lambert joined. And I I think Scorpio Sky is a natural face. He's someone that I find very likable and that I want to root for. What do you think about Scorpio Sky overall, Robert?
1: He's He's good. I do think you're going to start to see more reactions like that. Because eventually everybody loves to turn on the fan favorite you know we saw it with brian a lot of people think you know daniel Bryan was a great intercontinental level champion he wasn't really a wwe championship guy i think a lot of people will feel that way about scorpio just to be the contrarian you know that's just the world we live in but i like scorpio
0: why aren't you pushing this person they're gonna push that person's overrated we see that cycle constantly online constantly we have Nathan DePaul chiming in saying I'm more interested to see what they can do with Tay's heel turn than Sammy's to be honest that actually makes sense to me simply because we haven't seen that yet we've seen what Sammy's capable of as a heel Tay is fun as a heel from just the one match I saw her work she was a really good blend of looking pretty vicious because she does have a judo skill set and also just understanding um how to connect with crowds as a heel like she she was really good about that
1: And I also she's the most improved wrestler I think I've ever seen in my life, because when she got released from NXT, I remember being like, "Okay, she'll probably never wrestle again. And then immediately she goes to AEW and just has the run of a lifetime. And I can't wait to see what she does now, because now the one thing she has that she never had before is confidence. And it's going to be interesting to see how she parlays that going forward.
0: Agreed. And I feel like even from when she's been in AEW from the time that she was in that tag tournament to where she is now, like she, the only way you get that much better that quickly is a ton of work. So good for her. I think that's awesome, especially since she's like one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in my life and she could just go be a model if she wanted. But we've got Lord Jackson chiming back in saying that the TNT title hasn't felt prestigious since Miro-ish. I think. the beginning of Sammy's run got so mired in the inner circle stuff that I thought it was really bad. And then he had some matches that were just more what I thought this title was going to be, more open challenge-ish, more like competitor after competitor. And My issues with Sammy are never in the ring. My issues have been, character-wise, what they've done with him. And I also don't hate him as much as a lot of people seem to right now.
1: Yeah, um, it's, <laughs> it's pretty weird. I, You know, but they're going to have fun with that because it's going to boil down to... You're so mad that we're a hot couple. And if they turn them heel, they're going to have fun. I think, I
0: think, so I think Cody Cody they already Rhodes, are.
1: <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes is the last relevant TNT champion to me. Cody just had a presence with that belt. He made it feel like a world title. He made Sammy, when he won that ladder match, look like he was ready for a main event run right now. And I think after Cody, because of Cody, maybe, we don't really know, the belt got a little mired and had to sit around. And also that company has grown so crazy quick. So maybe they're just not doing everything they thought they'd be able to because they have so many things to take care of.
0: I'm going to say hard disagree, Miro rules. Uh, I I think that belt made him and he made that belt. Like I I think that uh, he was in such a need of a refresher after all of the stuff that he was doing with Kip, like that wasn't working. And I think the redeemer doesn't work as well without the belts and that the belt felt important in his hands. But I understand what you're saying because Cody was a champion. Like he did have a poise about him. He was doing open challenges, the types of promos he was going to give. That's also just the benefit of a face. And I just liked that he was challenging people outside of the company or people who didn't normally get a spotlight. We saw Sunny Kiss, Eddie Kingston, obviously Feels like such a day one guy, but that open challenge is what got him signed. It was such an incredible match. Um, Warhorse was super fun. Like, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. And we've got Mark Quill jumping in saying, Sammy didn't need to win to turn heel. That's the part I agree with. Just have him lose against Sky. And the next show, he turns heel by beating up Fuego or something like that. That's where I'm at. Like if you're going to hot potato this back and forth and it ends up on Sky as a face and God willing turning away from American top team, I'm in on that, but I would have just rather Ethan page either cost him tonight and we play that angle out or he just lost to Ethan page because he got sick of playing second fiddle to his tag team partner or whatever. Um, And Sammy was already turning heel, whether he wanted to be or not. So That's that's where I'm at. What do you think? Should should I'm
1: going to say if you were going to do this, you should have probably never put it on Sky. You have to kind of see the long term plan and know that, hey, you're going to get a lot of backlash if you finally put a singles title on a black wrestler and then take it off of them right away. Then just don't wait to put it on them until you can give them the proper run they deserve.
0: I agree with you entirely on that. We got N Simmons time in saying Sky not even sniffing the AEW championship picture and basically being a day one is wild. Tony Khan needs to represent the black and women wrestlers better and take criticism on his errors with both. I agree with you. I have less of a problem if this is a device to double turn these two. And to, I, I have never liked American Top Team for a second of my life. So if it goes in that direction, which I think the door is open to based on strictly what we saw tonight, I'll have less of a problem with it. I still don't like it. But if we get a payoff in a little bit, I I will be less frustrated with it. But it is an overall issue. And the frustrating thing is I do feel like they have made incremental steps. I don't really feel comfortable talking about representation because I'm... Whiter than white, like I was at Home Goods earlier today. I am a white girl (laughs) to the fullest, but I will say, like, we've seen Hobbs getting pushed, we've seen Keith Lee come in, we've seen Swerve come in. Like, I feel like they are growing. We've seen a ton of TV time for the acclaimed, like Lee Moriarty got signed. I think they are growing in that direction, but to the motivation
1: is there, we need to see the follow through. There it is, and I think that's what people are ready to see. As far as Tony Khan taking criticism, that's a different conversation for another podcast perhaps entirely (laughs) because there there is there does seem to be a pattern of him not knowing how to react to criticism and at the same time I think fans are going to start to see that and exploit that and try to push the buttons and I would be leery of that because it's like that's how you end up with toxic relationships like the current relationship with WWE, where they just go, we don't care about what you want anyway. Cause you're just going to complain. So we're going to just do what we do and make billions.
0: I think you're not necessarily wrong about that. We also had our moderator, Luis typing. Why didn't Andrade win it then? Which is, I think a fair,
1: fair, <laughs> a what? very
0: fair question, a very fair question. We got your Nicholas friend of the show and just delightful overall human being What a great guy, the best we love him saying. This is less known, but Sammy and Tay should be Jason Sudeikis and Kristen Wiig SNL sketches of the two a-holes. Oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is hilarious, and I would buy it entirely. Gumshovers, sunglasses inside, popped collars, calling each other babe after every sentence. That whole sketch would be like they were going to see a travel agent, and he'd be like, where do you want to go, babe? I don't know, babe. You wanna to go to uh, Cabo, babe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, babe. Like it was very, very, very funny and well built out. Much better. That's than exactly what they do
1: weekly <laughs> on their vlog, and I think this will allow them to express that even more. In fact, I think that whole vlog crew should probably get together on TV because Griff Garrison loved the blondes. I think he's got more of a future on his own. Alan Angels, if they ever decide to split the Dark Order. He can do something fun with them. He can be like their cutler. And yes, of course, Wago is essentially Sammy's cutler as it is. So I think there's a lot of fun things they can do, but they do need to turn them.
0: I agree. And I think it's headed down the mountain. I mean, today's reactions and their behavior, I think, was quite indicative of that. And Scorpio Sky was getting cheers at the end of the day. Like, you can book people how you want, but fans are going to react how they're going to react. So Kevin Hale chimed in via humper at humperchats.com saying this does mean Lambert stops wearing that belt. Right? I think so. Unless it's an angle to break up American top team. He might say like, well, sky lost a belt, but I didn't lose my belt or something. I think that could actually be fun. Um, especially because he might be like, well, I don't want them doing dirty things with it or whatever that could get silly. I th-
1: I think Dan Lambert needs to take a break. He doesn't need to go away forever, Yes, but he needs to take a break. He needs to go away forever. You know, but I understand that they like him enough that he's never going to, so at least give us a little bit of a break.
0: You are more accepting than I. Go away forever, Dan Lambert. I don't need you on my television, literally, ever. Jacob Salazar, who's delightful, also chiming in saying, I get AEW gives wrestlers more creative power, but they need to just take that away from Sammy because nobody cares about your relationship and horniness. People care. People definitely care. Um, him saying that we make fun of 2.0 2, 2. divas, uh, which is what we affectionately NXT about. is
1: very horny. I'm just I I'm never on the NXT show, but I do have to really, that show has become a very horny show on Tuesday nights.
0: It and really is. It really I th- is.
1: I think they can kind of latch on to something because Edge and Lito was one of my favorite WWE pairings and they just pushed every boundary to the point where Lita said they made themselves sick with how they acted on TV. (laughs) And I think Sammy and Tay can do that. And right now they have that genuine feeling towards each other. So it'll come across fun on TV. And also obviously we've all changed our opinion on this, but Ric Flair did make a career out of flaunting his horniness on wrestling television every single week.
0: It's true. And in doses, it's fine But they're getting reactions like they're getting negative reactions. So they need to do it as heels, but it's not, um, I don't think it's that people don't care. I think it's that people hate it. So they're doing something that they're leaning into. You know, I don't think sky is working as a heel because I think people want him to have the title and want to cheer for him. I don't think Sammy is quite working as a face. So not in this angle, not in like this couple central thing. Um, So if this is leaning in the way of them double turning, I I don't hate that. Um, But they just need to do it the right way. We've got Nathan DePaul chiming in saying, A.W. just posted a phenomenal Ethan Page and Scorpio promo. Dan barely talked. I think this is all going the direction we want. I hope so. And I've just always thought that Scorpio Sky was very good on the mic. I think Ethan Page is phenomenal of the mic. Luis said, this is the direction it should have been from the (laughs) get-go.
1: I do agree with that because the one thing I never liked was Scorpio leaves SCU because he needs to be on his own. And then the first thing he does is surrounds himself with new people. It never felt right, but I think they thought Lambert would get the heat. The problem with Lambert is he gets the worst kind of heat because he just gets on the mic and says, I'm going to act like it's 99 and if you complain, I'm just going to say that you're snowflakes and I get what you're going for, but even that's a tired act and I think they're ready to move on from it.
0: Yeah. I don't need diet Coke, Jim Cornette on my screen at all. Uh, We got Chick sales are timing back in asking if Sammy will be a transitional champ to Keith Lee. He's definitely going to be transitional to someone. I'm hoping it's, back to sky that would be my choice because i just feel like he's gotten so robbed um and that this feud was so unfair to him so either him or ethan page to start i think i think scorpio sky and ethan page could be a three to six month feud that i would not get tired of for a second um ethan page just saying you got every opportunity out of this and i didn't get anything man, he could be a real jerk like that. So I don't know if it'll be to Keith Lee. I actually feel like Keith Lee might skip TNT and go into the world championship picture before he were to ever drop down to the TNT title. What do you think about the belt being back on Sammy and where that could go?
1: I think it will be transitional. I do think, listen, we got Danielson who needs a belt and needs something to do. I think Danielson could have a lot of fun saying, I'm married I've even wrestled with my wife we don't need to flaunt our relationship Ooh, you know, like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, some fun to
1: be had that. there because Brian makes no bones about it he hates vlogs like he hates the idea that you're a champion and you're running around more concerned about making content for a YouTube channel I think that's a good way to go with it I think there's also there's Darby there's Keith there is a whole load of baby faces that Sammy can talk to. Give it to
0: Eddie, Eddie Kingston
1: doesn't win a belt until he beats CM Punk for it.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my dream of all dreams. We got the Nerd Guru chiming in via Humper Chat at Humperchats.com saying new agenda is to get Swerve Keith Lee or Ricky Starks to take the title off Sammy soon. Guy has go-away heat. I think the go-away heat is going to turn into a little bit more of a normalized, fun, heel heat soon um but i do think he's gonna be transitional he actually had a really healthy run already with this title so i don't think they need to extend it that much longer ricky starks is my 22 2022 breakout star of the year guy i don't think he'll be next because i think he's gonna drop that ftw belt to hook at one point mm-hmm. um but he's he's my dude like i love ricky starks i feel like he was the biggest steal from the nwa when he came over He's, I, he just screams absolute superstar to me. So I would.
1: Pun intended?
0: Um, I usually intend my puns because I'm not a coward, but that one was actually not intended. So. Ricky
1: is phenomenal. He does need to drop the FTW belt to hook. I think Sammy can lose it to almost anybody. I mean, for God's sake, Jeff Hardy's on the roster. And yes, the Hardys <laughs> are a tag team, but <laughs> Jeff Hardy can easily be a TNT champion for a little bit.
0: Oh, man, but if Punk beats Adam Page, I'm going to want that feud right back, buddy, of Jeff Hardy and straight-edge dickhead Punk. <laughs> I, got...
1: I do ahead. think there's a good there's a good shot that CM Punk is walking into Chicago with his AEW World title.
0: I think so, too, but I'm also an insufferable mark, so I want CM Punk to win all the time, always. Mark Quill typing in saying, does Dan Lambert go away if Scorpio and Ethan turn? My thinking is yes, because I think Scorpio's turning face and Ethan is staying heel. I think it's very possible that that's a part of the reason why I want that feud so bad. And we also have Cadillac Carson chiming in saying that it's so odd how Scorpio and Nyla have mouthpieces when they really don't need them. We will talk about how Nyla, in my opinion, should be a face later tonight. um, If anything has shown me the past three weeks she has the most fun personality she's so hysterical on twitter i don't know why they don't lean into it she's also not like she's 5'7 she's shorter than i am i don't think we need to like keep leaning into this idea that she's a beast so much you can make her really lovable
1: (laughs) i think when the initial roster was built on joshi it was easier to say okay nyla rose is the native beast compared to rio but Obviously, you know, as things change, she should be a baby face, but we'll get there. I do want to say Dan Lambert is good with one wrestler, and that's Lance Archer, because if Jake can't always be around, I think Dan Lambert actually fits that mold for Archer. But I also I think Archer can talk as well.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Like, I don't even need anybody on Archer. I like it when Archer just picks a random guy and eats them into the audience. Um, We have C. Romero chiming in saying, drove back from Nebraska to watch Rampage and Battle of the Belts live. Was so pumped after the shows, I drove right back. Not even checking into the hotel room, I got oh no,
1: Man, you should have taken good advantage of the hotel room. But yeah, it seems like Rampage was a lot of fun. And Battle of the Belts is a nice cherry on top. Like, I think Rampage was easily the better of the two. Oh, I guess I'm flying solo for a minute here. But I guess... Uh, Ranthade is easily the better of the two, but I think uh, Battle of the Belts was fine as it stood. Ah, there you are.
0: It's really easy to hit the back button in yeah. this program. Robert, it seems like people don't like Dan Lambert. They want him to be nowhere to be found, okay? they don't Maybe in another country. Maybe in another country, indeed. That's a really good point. Um, but where's the video? Why can't I call it up? Where is
1: you know,
0: <laughs> I was creating a perfect segue. Oh, Dan no. Lambert
1: needs to go away completely, he needs to just sort of fade out and maybe be in another country.
0: He sure does. And if you need to be nowhere to be found at any moment, well, NordVPN can help you as I call this up with a seamless transition and no stalling whatsoever
2: started to travel a lot more for work which is why i'm not on this show right now and there
0: oh
1: no (laughs) you where's sean kate
0: i'm so sick of that jobber sean ross now (laughs) uh let's try that again that never happened if you want to be nowhere to be found
2: Choose NordVPN. I've started to travel a lot more for work, which is why I'm not on this show right now. And there are little things that I'm discovering when I'm on the road. Like, I can't watch SmackDown unless I'm live at the hotel because YouTube TV tells me I'm out of my region. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book? Take a nap? Play some video games? Do something for a friend? Volunteer? And it helps me watch a lot of shows that I would normally miss because they're region-blocked in my area. It helps me get better prices on a lot of pay-per-view stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also use that code Fightful, and you're going to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose here with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to vast amount of entertaining content. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It has made my life a whole lot easier, especially on the road. Check us out. Use that code Fightful at NordVPN.com slash Fightful.
0: Man, I think I nailed that. I think I crushed that. Dude, that
1: was so seamless. Kate, you're fantastic. You know? Thank
0: you so much. I, I never... appreciate that. Amazing. No glitches whatsoever. None. I feel like there's never been a more professional Broadcast than what I just did. People in the chat being very supportive, and thank you so much for turning the other eye. We really (laughs) appreciate it. People saying that I'm getting revenge on Sean for muting us ladies of Fightful so constantly. That's exactly what I was doing. But long-term
1: storytelling.
0: There, see, see, Robert gets it. We do appreciate NordVPN so much. They have made a huge investment in Fightful please head over to NordVPN If you are considering using a VPN, what that will save you is so much money. You'll be able to go spend all that saved money at Fightful Select at fightfulselect.com for $5 a month. So it's just a win, win all around, but sincerely tweet at them, tell them that you found out about them through us invest in their product. They've invested in us and been so wonderful to us, but we're going to move right along here. We had, I considered this very fun. This might not be, like, something that needed to be on this, but Jonathan Gresham and Dalton Castle with the original boys at ringside. Man, if you don't love Dalton Castle, I don't love you. I'm so glad he got to work on such a big stage. He's such a consistent performer. I said that he's what Pretty Deadly is trying to be. Like, he feels very authentically kind of like, Um, this Freddie Mercury kind of um, flamboyant, fluid character. He has his boys at ringside. He's had many iterations of this idea, too, as a character in ROH. This was a lot of people's first, I think, introduction to Dalton Castle, and I think it was a really fun one. The boys had so much at ringside. They're such a blast, in, in my opinion. He is a fantastic wrestler. He has a a great wrestling foundation, which I don't want to get lost in this, but um, he just his whole presentation is is such a blast. It feels like pretty authentic, considering how like outlandish it can be. Basically, having a theme that's Radio Gaga is an absolute blast. We have people talking that up in the chat too. But overall, um, how familiar are you with Dalton Castle? Were you watching the Uh, ROH product? I'm very.
1: Very familiar with Dalton <laughs> Castle. I think Dalton Castle, like five, six years ago, was so much fun. I think it's good to see the original boys. 1st Gotta of
0: all. love the original boys. They're so much fun on ringside. They
1: need to stay with what? him. That's a great package. It's money all the way around. And Dalton Castle is fun. He's something that maybe AEW, not even Ring of Honor, needs a little bit more of, which is fun. And I think this match wasn't Gresham's best, but it was maybe the best showcase you could have for Dalton castle. If castle wants to be in AEW instead of ring of honor moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I think this was, I don't think this needed to be Jonathan Gresham's best match. This did for a title match. My only complaint with it was it didn't feel like a title match. I think the conclusion was a little bit foregone. Um, and if this is your first time seeing Jonathan Gresham, I don't think it tells you what he's capable of doing necessarily, but it was it was a really solid match. I don't have any complaints about it. I'm... I'd go so
1: far as to say, though, if this is your first time seeing Jonathan Gresham, from beginning to end, I feel bad for you because that the segment afterwards didn't do many favors to one Jonathan Gresham.
0: Yeah, and we will get into that shortly. I just want to call out that I love the roll-up spot when they're like somersaulting around. Yeah. I I love that spot no matter who's doing it. I think it's an absolute blast. The boys at ringside mimicking every movement he's doing that Dalton Castle is doing is so much fun. And to your point, I actually do feel like guys like Dan Housen, guys like Dalton Castle like they're a, it's a blast to have. And maybe the only thing I like better about NXT 2.0 than the original was God, I loved the black and gold brand so much, but there wasn't really anything that was like just downright silly. And at the end of the day, wrestling is pretty downright silly yes. as in our form. Like, I think it's good to have that kind of relief. And Dalton Castle, like an Orange Cassidy, too, like they're very fundamentally sound in the ring. So they're always in control of the joke, which to me is extremely important. Um, if you aren't familiar with Jonathan Gresham and you've heard all this buzz about him, he is more capable than what you saw in tonight's match. I think they're saving that for matches against Danielson, matches against Punk, things like that. Like hit the best is yet to come for him. It just, these specials just don't seem to feel necessarily that important, but we do have super chats coming in about this. And in general, we got JW Pringle chiming in saying, Hey, Kate and Roberto, demon dude, Felice didn't get to watch the show because I had to buy the missus, a new vehicle. What did you get her? but saw yeah. you were live and had to say SGS for life. We appreciate you. Jay. You guys Thank have
1: you. created the greatest little community with the Sour Girl Society. And Thank kudos you. to you and Alex.
0: Thank you. NXT is usually pretty bad. So I've just been saying we don't do a review show anymore. It's basically a variety show that we talk about wrestling in. Like it's gotten so out of control. But this post-match left a lot to be desired for me. I'm going to throw it to you first. What did you think of the post-match? You sounded Sarah on it like I am. I just don't think this is how I want my first Samoa Joe thing to kick off either, but you take it away.
1: Satnam Singh, who debuted uh, attacking Joe from behind after the lights went out, just shows up with Sandra and Jay Lethal, and he makes it down to the ring in pretty quick fashion. So maybe they didn't need the lights out, lights on. Uh, takes out the boys, takes out Castle, and then he gets in the ring, and look, there are a lot of jokes, and everything made about uh, Jonathan Gresham's height, perhaps unnecessarily because it's, you know, he uses the leverage very well, but seeing him in the ring with Satin I'm saying, for two seconds, and you're just like, oh dear, it, it did not do him any favors. If you are one of those just Die hard contrarians that's just like this guy's too small. AEW they focus on the small people. This did not do any favors. And like you said, is this really the first thing we're doing with Samoa Joe? Now you can't hotshot directly into Joe versus Punk or Joe versus Danielson. I understand that, but
0: Joe versus not, Keith Lee would be a sight to see though. I mean, like,
1: there, there's so many Joe versus Jericho. Both of those dudes have been in the the business forever never fought each other you know just anything Joe versus Lethal who's kind of even after all of this still just in Ring of Honor which is a choice Uh, (laughs) Sanjay Dutt you know he's great I always liked him in TNA but I don't know if this is what we need and I don't I don't know if this is going to pay off I understand that they're taking a risk But I dare say, you had Brian Cage. At least I know Brian Cage and Joe would have a fire match. You know what I mean? Like, Joe and Satinam Singh, they might not even ever have a match.
0: Yeah, and what's weird is wrestling-wise, it makes sense, but in execution, it doesn't. Like, if you want someone to get over in their debut, having them with Samoa Joe makes sense because nobody's going to be as over as that guy coming into this company right now. Holding a ring of honor title like the actual framework makes sound wrestling sense, but the way it's rolling out just does not. And with Jonathan Gresham, I love a good David and Goliath story. I think if Brian Danielson can do it, Jonathan Gresham can probably do it, but it's way better when that big man has had some experience under their belt to make that work.
1: Danielson has worked with Big Show and Henry. And and Miro, who have years upon years of experience, you're putting Gresham potentially in there with a guy who has none, and it's just not a favor to him.
0: Agreed with you there. We got the bad one, Beer, chiming in, saying, Miss the show, but I've seen clips. This is a way better uh, use of satinum compared to dynamite. Looked less like Kali this time. Give me a stable of Gresham, Joe, Lee, and Seidel. This is better than Dynamite. I will say that much. I just still don't love it. But this is a better execution of the program that they seem to be rolling out um, than making someone seem like a big deal when he wasn't. But we've got Super Chats about the match itself. We got C Romero chiming back in saying, ROH title on Battle of the Belts was a genius idea. Grest versus Castle... Created some new fans in the arena, sitting near me. Oh, very cool! I love hearing that. That's always that's the best. <laughs> I love when people get introduced to new guys and are won over. The crowd loved the boys at ringside. How can't you? When the <laughs> when did the Tate twins get back with Dalton? He destroyed them last year. Love seeing the original boys. Love hearing that they got over that quickly. I these just feel like very exhibition type specials.
1: Which is so weird, right? Because Ring of Honor, all due respect to AEW, Ring of Honor is more known than AEW. In fact, it felt like AEW took a lot of the top people from ROH. It just seems weird that it's like we're reintroducing what Ring of Honor is when they weren't gone that long.
0: Agreed. I do understand though, if AEW has a bigger fan base and you want them to get excited about Ring of Honor, like let's assume, let's assume that TV is coming down the pipe. We don't know it. I don't even think they know what it is, but I think they're thinking they can get interested in it. Introducing them to that, I think is a good idea. And to your point, if Dalton is going to show up and Gresham definitely seems like he's going to be showing up in AEW, like that makes sense to me to introduce the crowd to who these guys are but it is weird when it's something like battle of the belts and it feels this unimportant across the board, because I just feel like other than the opening match, like you knew Thunder Rosa was walking out champion. Right. You knew Gresham was going to retain. So I do understand your point there. It's just weird that these are like specials that they, they're made to not feel important. Call it something else other than battle of the belts. Then.
1: <laughs> and if, if I'm doing something where I'm trying to get interest in ROH, I'm not leaning heavily into a guy who has, no experience whatsoever. I'm leaning into Gresham and Joe and sidell and Lethal and these people that have clout with the Ring of Honor audience instead of saying, okay, we got Brian Cage and uh, Sully Blanchard Enterprises, which is all big guys, and Satnam Sting, who's a big guy. It feels like they're slowly already changing what Ring of Honor can be. And I don't know if that's the way to reintroduce this to the fan base.
0: I do think it's good that FTR has the tag belts because I think that's a very good call, but it is kind of odd that like pretty much everyone in that company has a history there. So why aren't you leaning into that? But I'll also give them time to work that out. Like it's not even really fully rebooted yet. So I will only complain about what I actually see in front of me, which is why I'm whining about some things that we saw tonight. We got Ricardo the guy saying... Fresh versus Castle was fire. I don't know what you watched, Rob. Well, that doesn't seem very bot-like. That seems very complimentary to what we saw.
1: We've got maybe, he's the, maybe he's the good bot.
0: He could be. He's a positive bot. We, we like that about you. We got Matthew Plus, my arch nemesis, saying, where do I fly to be a Dalton Castle ring boy? Oh, man, you might have missed your timing on that because he's had a pretty good stable of ring boys. They've rotated in and out, but these are the OGs, so I really like I really that. hope
1: that they just... This is the package. You need to keep uh, the Tate twins with Castle.
0: It's so much fun. It's such a blast. We got all Elite Dan saying Gresham and Dalton remind us that honor is real. I also loved Excalibur talking about Jonathan Gresham's journey with the title since he won it. Commentary did great during this match. It's a very good point. Makes him feel like a big deal, which he is. He's one of, if not the best technical wrestler in the world. Um, I think... Danielson versus him is going to be one of the most historic oh, matches yeah. of the decade <laughs> I think
1: you so. think do you think they do that on ROH grounds or AEW
0: I think if they can time it for ROH's first TV or like first major event under their wing that is like the most gangbusters thing that you could do but also the way Blackpool Combat Club is building out, it would be very cool to have like the foundation versus Blackpool Combat Club. Like that could get really, really, really fun. So, but if I, if you can pull it off to do that on the first ROH TV feels so um, rooted in what Ring of Honor was supposed to kind of all be, be all about in my opinion. What do you think?
1: I think if you don't do it on Ring of Honor, which I think you should at least first, because Danielson has to go back there. That's a good Danielson match for All Out. You know, also, if you've got nothing going on, put him in there with Jonathan Gresham.
0: Keeps him away from the title, too, if you don't want to throw him into that TNT picture. We got a couple more Super Chats about this, and then we will throw it to your main event like we're Mark Henry, but we have Mark Quill chiming in via Humper at Humperchats.com saying, I think the reason Gresh Castle didn't really land is that they didn't really build to it. They just announced that match on Wednesday and didn't run a hype package or anything tonight. I think a Dalton Castle hype package would have been a good call. Yeah. Um, he gave an incredible promo for Final Battle when they sincerely shoot, did not know what was happening with that company. Um, so he he's just so fun. He's running around calling everyone baby chickens. He's one of the funniest cameos that you can ever get anybody. Um, but because he's such a character, I feel like a little bit of context would have been good. But I don't think it's even that the match didn't hit. It just kind of feels like out of place for something that they are billing as a special. The special just didn't feel all that special. Right, which... like I
1: think the match was fine. It just, did you really think Castle was going to beat Gresham? And if you're going to do a Ring of Honor title match, why don't you build it up? Why don't you show, you know, Punk beating Ares or Joe versus Punk for the belt? Show what the Ring of Honor title can be and then say that's why we bought them. That's why you're going to see more of them here. I just think there's a different way to build it. And again, very fun match, especially for people who have never seen Dalton.
0: Agreed. Agreed entirely. We got shot, Kid 29, who's always so supportive of us, saying after watching Scott Norton outmuscle Jeff Cobb and those, you still got a chance at New Japan show. I'll gladly take Satnam versus Gresham face off. Okay. Okay, I'll uh, I'll I'm trying to be open-minded to things I haven't seen yet. I am just pessimistic from how we've seen big guys with no experience work before. I think it's way better to start him off with Samoa Joe than it is to start him off with Jonathan Gresham. I'll say that much. Uh, yeah. And we got Cadillac Carson chiming back in saying, "Hey, Kate and Robert." Robert, no Thunder Rosa face paint?
1: I Maybe. said I didn't have enough time. Like, I just found out this morning I was working with Kate.
0: So did I, though. So you got to give me a pass on that. I just can't believe you don't have face paint just laying around at a I moment. I know. I noticed, really should.
1: Robert. I really should.
0: Also, I hope we see Gresham versus Danielson sooner rather than later. I I really think a well-structured program between the Blackpool Combat Club and the foundation is a fantastic way. If you don't want Danielson to be your TNT champion to give us probably six months of programming that also opens up a summer of punk. If you want it in the title picture and you manage to do something meaningful with John Moxley, Brian Danielson, probably, I mean, Wheeler, you for sure, probably Daniel Garcia at some point in the foundation. Like I think that's such a great use of TV time. Um, yeah before we switch into the main event, we're going to catch up on a couple of other super chats of the bad one. jam beer saying, wait, Sammy is champ again. Why he's tuning in late, but
1: yeah, you, but you know, really I think Sammy's champ again, because they want to associate him with the belt and maybe, maybe there's a smidge of that pettiness in there where it's now Cody's not the only three time TNT champion.
0: That is a very good point. Um, we got Ricardo the back guy saying Kate missing cues is gold. Well, thank you. I don't know what you're talking about because that's never happened.
1: Yeah, a flawless segue. Flawless. Have
0: I ever missed a cue? And when I've started rolling a video, I've definitely never accidentally clicked out of it. And I've never accidentally clicked out of an entire stream in the same five-minute run. <laughs> never happened. We All got right. Marco Dominguez saying that I wish we had. Come back to Kate or Robert Wolfentown. french fries or a sandwich mercilessly mocking Sean.
1: See you couldn't see it, but I had my hand reaching down for a sandwich. I just he did. Didn't didn't get that chance yet.
0: He did. Mark Will is saying the fightful lore is quite intricate and fun. It mm-hmm. is. It runs deeper and deeper every day. And we got N. Simmons saying the FTW belt is a prop at this point. They need to do more with that belt. It's kind of, that's kind of the thing with the FTW belt though. It's essentially always been a prop, but it's a prop that has meant something specifically in, in the context of AEW has meant something so specific to Team Taz that I think Hook taking it off of Starks just adds a whole different significance to that.
1: I'm never going to give them full credit for, oh, they had a big plan for the title, because it's so clear they didn't. I think Tony (laughs) Khan's just an ECW mark that was just like, man, yeah, I want that title on my television. Sure do. And I think once he gets on hook, we can start to see some things form. But they'll get there. I do have faith in them with that, only because they have hook.
0: I agree with you on all counts and Tony Khan being like a huge mark for a bunch of different wrestling promotion is what helps make AEW great, but it is also hilarious in cases like this where I'm like, no, I think you just liked that belt and you should. Yeah. Taz is um, such a valuable place in wrestling history, so I get it.
1: But One gonna... day, those Taz Samoa Joe promos when Joe wants to square off a oh of hook or Hobbs, it's going to be fun because... Joe and Taz had that history in TNA and I don't know how many people are fully aware of that in 2022 where Joe and Taz are very close.
0: I completely forgot about that. And I'm so See? excited that you reminded like, me. That's going to rule. Are you kidding the two of them on the mic?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's I'm I'm very excited for everything Joe is going to do in AEW and I'm so happy he's there.
0: Agreed. Entirely, and I think the ROH piece of it is going to be such a part of it. I'll I'll say this: I had a really rough day today. I I had anxiety that was just eating at my brain from the second I woke woke up. My brain was just playing tricks on me. Um, uh, just feeling like I wasn't doing anything right and being a burden to everyone. And so, what do I do in that situation? I turned to Samoa Joe. Okay, I went back and watched a bunch of Samoa Joe just beating the crap out of each other. Uh, Kenta Kobashi and him I watched. I watched him and AJ and Christopher Daniels. I watched him and Jay Briscoe, which was one that I need to watch more. I, of course, watched him and Punk because I'm me. Yeah. Um, there he's, It was so easy to put everything aside when that guy's on my screen because he's just one of the most efficient best wrestlers ever and um from everything he does on the mic to everything he does in the ring I'm the biggest nerd for the walkaway spot in the world I think it's the most logical thing anyone's ever done in a ring uh I it was so it was such a welcome escape from a really dumb day (laughs) and it really like helped out a lot to be honest
1: you know first of all I didn't know we shared a brain second of all (laughs) honestly Joe versus Daniels versus AJ is one of my go-to matches as well in addition to joe versus punk specifically the first two that they did in ring of honor joe is so good and i'm glad even if it's only for six months like even if we only got him for six months i'm glad we're getting him in the ring because the way it looked like he was gonna go out before i wasn't happy with
0: agreed and even when he was in wwe and not cleared i felt like he was far and away their best commentator like what he did on the commentary desk was something that was such a needed voice and like had um, just like this phenomenal, if one of our mods can block some of these spam dorks. There we go. Sorry. I just did it. Um, <laughs> He was feeling such a need there where he was very much able to balance out like the wrestler perspective side of things, which I think is usually like the key thing that people are looking for. And then, Um, The ability to just fill in the gaps with some great, like, essentially just knowledge. Uh, So I think backstage, I think on commentary, I think he could manage a stable and crush that. So in-ring wise, however long we have left with him, I'm so excited. But like, I just think that the value is going to supersede his in-ring abilities for for decades, literally decades. I mean,
1: honestly, and Shawn Michaels and Triple H were very open about leaning on joe and regal for the future and look where joe and regal are now so the business is in good hands
0: agreed agreed there's a lot of great backstage minds there but we do throw over to the main event robert it's time for for the main main event. event We've no, got
1: some... good for mark henry for getting that over because that seemed like the dorkiest thing and everybody loves it every week so good for him
0: it feels like you get this little slice of nwa and rampage and when that happens at like 10 45 at night i love it so much it's like sincerely so heartwarming and i like genuinely look forward to him doing that but we've got some super chats and some humper chats hopping, hopping in here. We have I am Lelucha saying, Hate Bot here, about 20 minutes behind, but wanted to jump to the show. Two of my faves, some love. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Rosa and Nyla was a solid match. Windy City Riot, humps, according to him. Well, we appreciate that, chat. We have Class Thoreau saying, The Tejano look for Rosa was badass. More please. She looked like a star coming into this match. I loved that look. And we have Rich Southwood chiming in saying the Rosa and Rose match was really solid. Who do we feel like will be Rosa's first real big feud?
1: And Um, this is where immediately you have to start critiquing the way they book their women. Because right now, I think they're just going to lean on challenger of the month, whatever the rankings say. And then eventually we'll do Baker again. And then eventually we'll do Jade, where she'll probably lose.
0: Yeah, I, I'm rarely critical of the women's division.
1: Uh, but, so I've heard.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge issue. The one thing that I find encouraging is it does seem like they're turning some women heel. And we have a face champion, right? I think Nyla desperately needs to turn face. We can talk about this real quick. Now that this has happened, we kind of saw with the stupid-ass pie angle. uh, We saw her accidentally hit Vicky. Accidentally. um, Which I think is good. I think Nyla is such a blast on Twitter. She's so much fun. I think it makes so much sense to turn her face. um, That... That is good because I think it will keep her away for a little bit. But we do see Chris Statlander certainly seems to be turning heel. Legit Layla is hurt, but she was working heel. Uh, I think Britt might inevitably turn face. She's been waiting till Pittsburgh. We have this tournament. Everybody actually loves her and has kind of been waiting to cheer for her. That's a possibility. Serena Deeb is phenomenal and a heel right now. Tay is certainly turning heel. So I am encouraged to see... The slate of competitors getting wiped clean. But again, you have to actually go and change the booking now. Like, you have to start building feuds. And I am a little concerned because you're heavy hitters of like Ruby Riot and I'm sorry, Ruby Riot. Whoo, throwback. Yeah. Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. I was thinking ahead, I was thinking of Tony Storm. Um, like, they're still faces. It does seem like Jade is maybe building a little baddie stable with Red Velvet and Kira Hogan. I have no idea why Diamante is not on my screen. She's been kicking so much A-word on Dark. What do you think about the first real feud? To me, it should be Serena D. I
1: think that it should be whomever wins the Owen. They need to establish what those tournament winners are getting. We all love Owen Hart. We're all glad that he's being honored. Now you need to say what that tournament is for. But I think Dee would be a great first challenger, but she has to lose, and I don't necessarily want that. I think, you know, Rosa can beat maybe Diamante, you mentioned. She should be signed. I don't know how she's not signed. She's been with that company for longer than a lot of the women that are. Um, I think Teconti at some point would be a great feud. But I think the main first feud is going to be with probably Statlander now that uh, Layla Hirsch is hurt, because I think you can easily just turn Statlander quick, have her say, ever do the all you people thing. They don't do that enough in AEW, (laughs) so do the all you people. It kind of seems like the best friends have run their course anyway, with a lot of people leaving to find, you know, their own place. And whatever it is, Rosa will make it work. I just think that they're going to get... Caught up in the challenger of the month. You know, we don't need to build the women because we'll just say, look, we're putting the women in the main event. You can't complain.
0: That's literally what they do. They try for a minute and then they just take their foot off the gas entirely.
1: And I guarantee you, Tony Khan is going to say quite a lot now in interviews Well, both of our battle belts have been headlined by women. You can't say we're not using the women. They headline all the time. And it's like, yeah, they do. And that's good. But we need more story. We need more of a reason to care.
0: We literally just need more matches on TV. Like, I was looking at the storylines, and there's actually quite a few of them. But, like, it's mostly promo builds and four-minute matches. Like, a squash on Rampage doesn't really mean a ton. I see a lot of people talking about Athena and Willow. Um, I saw somebody mentioning... Sheeta and Riho those are all faces to me I don't think they would make sense to go up against uh Thunder Rosa I do think right they now. should
1: sign Willow
0: they I tweet about it like every 10 minutes like it's insane that she's not signed it's crazy that Diamante's not signed her being paired back with lax is like so much like duh to me um you can bring in Nixon Newell there's there's plenty of options and here's the thing there's plenty of free agents out there there's plenty of options in the division you got to fix the damn booking or it's not going to matter or work. Like Brit's this, brain was one a those... giant step forward. It could have been so much better if they built out meaningful programs instead of just month challenger, month, new challenger, month, new challenger. It didn't work.
1: But it's one of those things where I think Tony Khan shows his era of when he grew up as a fan, because you can see that the emphasis on the women isn't there. And I think that may just be because when he was a fan, the emphasis on the women weren't there. So he knows when he books them to make sure to book them to go because they can have great matches. But I don't think it's instilled in him to make sure that's a priority. And I think that can be changed.
0: It's like a little bit hysterical to me when people are like, how do you do it? Like, how do you book the women? It's just the same damn thing you're doing with the men. Like, that's it. Like, there's not, like, some special secret sauce that you have to come up with. It's like, just give a crap about the stories you're telling, put stakes on things, and make them meaningful. It's not, like, a different recipe because of boobs like I just I don't I don't get why it like needs to be special treatment and the fact that they drop the ball time after time and it's the least featured thing on your program it should kind of be the best because like it's all centralized to only like one or two tv spots essentially like it should be the thing that you nail every single time there's people talking about Kira Hogan in the chat she's another one that we haven't really seen people asking if it needs to be heel versus face. I mean, yeah, kind of. It doesn't have to be hardened, but like most of the time it should be. Like, why is it so perplexing to tell traditional wrestling stories with women? It just should not
1: be. Right, it doesn't need to be, but would you ask this question? Like, would you say, oh, well, why does it need to be a heel challenger for Hangman? Yeah, it should be, and they have quite a lot of them. I think one of the biggest signs to me that the women weren't a major priority is the fact that we saw a whole partnership with impact come and go without a single hint of jordan or diana on dynamite and to or me Tasha
0: steals
1: or, or steals.
0: sue young or anybody because the knockouts are incredible like so stupid that was the thing i was looking forward to the most with impact i was like this is the home run that the women's division needed, much like the two tournaments that they also didn't really do anything with. Like, Ryo, Ryo Mizunami is nowhere to be found, and she was the winner, right? So it's just like, I keep getting hopeful that these tournaments are going to reboot things, and then they drop the ball, and they drop the ball, and they drop the ball.
1: I think they have a lot there, and I think eventually they're going to get there, but they need to work on the follow through.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's literally just a matter of caring. Like, if you don't think they have the depth, go out and sign people. They're there. If you think it's not the depth of the division and the parts are there, then you need to fix the booking. Like, it's it's pretty obvious. So, um, I don't know who the next challenger is. Somebody mentioned Mercedes Martinez before. That's an obvious one if you wanted to pick up the pieces of what had happened with Britt, um, because they shouldn't just stop caring about that just because they had one blow-off. Jamie Hayter, you could certainly pick that right back up too. but. I just hope whatever they do, it's meaningful and I don't see a baked good come across my screen to do with it or Tony Storm is going to hit the bricks again. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: All that to say, what did you actually think of this match, Robert? We didn't even talk about it. The
1: match is because, like, the story and what to talk about is in what we just talked about. The match itself was fine. They had a very solid match for two women that know how to work, but. The outcome was never in Jeopardy, and that is a major problem. Nyla has secured her niche as the first challenger for every woman's champion because she's always a credible challenger. But now we need to see something else. Like Nyla and Vicky never worked to me. I was excited about it at first, but they never did anything. Now I kind of feel like, okay, Vicky had the run. It's not there. Let's move on with Nyla. Maybe, you know, Vicky can go with someone else at some point whenever she wants to. But Nyla is ready to move on. And I'm really ready for a challenger for Rosa. Or if not that, do open challenges. Be the fighting champion. She's the perfect champion for that. And if you can't think of a feud, just do that instead.
0: Or think of a feud and don't be lazy. But I... agree with you wholeheartedly i thought the match itself was good rosa was really smart in this match about using nyla's size to thunder rosa's own advantage like there were a lot of spots where she would just pull down the rope and nyla would fall out or whatever i like it when smaller women know how to work women that are bigger than them it just makes sense um and vice versa right like will nightingale i sing the praises of so regularly She's oftentimes larger than her opponents. I saw her put on a great match with Roxy that got clumsy in parts, but psychologically she knew how to work with someone that was smaller than her and just still make things look smart and make sense. And like, um, there was a possibility that the smaller person was going to win the match. Like that is not always something that people do well. I feel like it was done well in this match. I agree with you about Nyla and Vicky. It never clicked for me. Part of that is because Vicky didn't really ever have to manage her into meaningful situations it was just like she'd go cut a half-assed promo and then nyla was the challenger like we didn't see her like cutting deals paying anybody like there was no like actual management piece of it and i also just think her shtick carrying over got a little tired i would like to see another like layer of that but we've got more super chats rolling in about this we've got the bad one jambeard saying i'm hoping for a rosa versus heel ruby feud um I want them in a feud. I think Ruby Riot is one of the most naturally likable people in the world. I don't know if you can turn her heel. I feel like they tried that in WWE and it didn't work. But that also might just be my taste. I I think she's very huggable. I want to root for her often. Um, What would you think about a heel? I
1: I think if you turn her heel, if you turn Ruby Soho heel, you end up getting what you're getting right now with Sky, where it's... But I don't want to boo them. I just want to see them win (laughs) and cheer. And Ruby, they did great with her coming in. And then it's kind of the cliche with this company. Oh, well, they're on Dark now. And yes, you do need people on Dark. But again, I say, I think they grew far beyond their means far too quickly. Because Ruby should still be on TV regularly. I hope she gets a good shot in this tournament. I don't know if she'll win it. I think that's more for Deeb, but I do hope she gets her shot and eventually gets a title because her whole shtick is I haven't won a title on TV and I've been on TV for a long time and I haven't won anything and I'm ready. I don't know if you need to turn her heel to do that because people want to cheer her. You maybe turn Rosa heel if people sour on Rosa because they just tend to do that. You know, they they do it with baby faces all the time. Look at Sammy. Maybe you turn Rosa, but if you're going to get that feud, I don't want to see Ruby heal.
0: Agreed. And that's one, too, where I think it could just be kind of an all-star game of my best, your best. I don't think you should get in the habit of not having faces and heels, but that's one where I could see them just, just doing that. Um, that's a great place for a tournament, right? Like, by happenstance, competitors meet up. That's not, like, a terrible idea. We got, hey, what's that over there? Saying Deanna and Britt could have been a two-woman power trip at AEW and Impact during Britt's title run. Yep.
1: I mean, good lord, they talk about each other in every interview they do. It doesn't matter which one's talking or what outlet it is. All they want to do is be near each other.
0: I think there was a report that Britt, like, cornered Scott Demore or someone. (laughs)
1: Like, cornered was
0: like, I want that match.
1: (laughs) I believe Britt just said, I cornered Scott Demore and (laughs) I want that match. And it will happen one day. And when it does, we will all rejoice.
0: Perhaps. In Ring of Honor. We got, bam, bunch of numbers. I'm not going to read them saying, I think the women will only get the attention they deserve. If when AEW ratings profits get hurt by not featuring women. Brit was oftentimes the second highest or highest rated segment on the show. If they're looking at ratings, that should be something that is like incredibly obvious. I don't know why it's not to them. We got Harry Izawa saying, TK needs to realize that the women's division is more than champions. Build stories with the rest of the division. It's actually kind of backwards to me. I feel like Sheena and Deeb was one of the strongest stories that they've told. I feel like Diamante and Swole was one of the stronger stories that they told. And in general, I think that there's like an issue where the stories get lazier around the titles because they rely on the title almost too much. Like, I think Adam Page has been a great champion, but other than Danielson, the stories have been a little bit weaker. I think by nature of the TNT title being more open-challenging, that the the titles or the stories do get weaker by nature of it, but like certainly the, the American Top Team stuff has not worked. It's almost like the titles get less attention in that way. Yeah, in, I think in the my rankings...
1: Opinion, have hurt the company in that way because they tend to just use them as a crutch rather than, Hey, let's come up with a compelling reason for these people to fight. I think if you want to look at for a credible way to book women, look no further than the black and gold NXT. They booked. It was such a formula, but it worked every time you had a credible champion challenger made their way up challenger, you know, eventually overcame and That's all you really need, and I do think AEW gets there. But I think this might be the one situation where Tony needs to bring on someone else to spearhead that creatively because maybe his head and his heart just isn't there, and that's okay, but you need to have someone who is.
0: Maria Kanellis. Uh, Shaka29 saying, unrelated but Shada is jay white's challenger in chicago dang he had a video intro with mox wow and black combat cool confirmed that would be really cool that would be really really cool
1: Uh, he looks great Uh, as i look at him right now he almost looks like a young tanahashi like he's got the same kind of vibes (laughs) Uh, i'm liking what i'm seeing i am glad to see uh shoda back i love shooter umino i think he's He's the man. Mox and him have a great connection. And maybe we do see some of that in the Blackpool Combat Club.
0: Agreed. That would be very fun. Hey, what's that over there? Says Face Nyla can be a legitimate threat to JTBS title. That is a very good point. That's a very good point. I don't think Nyla
1: beats her, but I think Nyla as a Face is a very good story to be told.
0: Yeah, I would like that program a lot. We got Mark Quill saying that time for the main event was sixteen thirteen. Time for the build, six forty nine. Yep, <laughs> not great. We got the bad one, Jam Beard, saying Mark's main event line always reminds me of when Buffer was in WCW, and the line "Let's get ready to rumble" was. I think over. Michael
1: Buffer is the greatest announcer, just in general in sports, because that. He just had the voice for it. But again, good for Henry who got that over.
0: It's true. It's true. I think it's so much fun. He's so likable too. Mark Henry is the bad one. Jim Beard saying, instead of Sammy becoming three-time champion, I wish it was him losing to Sky again. And it led to him and Tay turning heel and Sky could have a longer run, which should have ended by him returning to a face Miro. Ooh. I like the idea of Miro coming back into that. There's so many places Miro could go right now, though. Miro
1: needs to have full-on vignettes that basically state he was fighting God for the last four months he's been gone or whatever. That That's all he's doing. He's fighting God because he is the Forsaken champion. I miss Miro. I do hope he comes back soon. And I, I have a feeling he doesn't need CJ. But I have a feeling CJ with him would... No. <laughs> that could be really fun
0: that could be really fun he's someone that i feel like god him versus keith lee him versus i mean like there's so many he's so interesting to me because he's such a brute but he sells so tremendously without it looking like um like he just looks very effective just affected despite his size, which I think is just like such a cool thing and not something that everybody's necessarily great at. So it's like, I loved him versus Danielson. I would love to see him versus Hobbs. You know what I mean? Like he's so versatile in that way. I really, really appreciate that about him. Guys, last call for super chats and humper chats. We got Mark Quill saying with this stream, the Kate led SGS takeover of the Fightful streams is on schedule. You're very funny. Also, glad to see Dude Felice back too. He's always a pleasure. This is only the second time Dude Felice and I got to be on. I this know, stream. man. We,
1: we got to do that. Maybe we should just say for every battle of the belts, it should just be me and you, Kate.
0: I am very into that idea. And you know what? Alex might need a break from being the Friday fill guy for a while because nice. I think he might have a coronary if I make him watch SmackDown too much longer. But Mark Will also saying that Mark Henry, the newest of the Council of Marks member, we do have a great little subdivision in our Sour Grap Society, which, hey, you know what? That is going to be my second seamless segue of the night because I'm going to real quick plug myself and say that you can catch me doing Sour graps. Every Tuesday night on the NXT Post Show. You can also catch me on Fridays with Sean Ross Sapp doing AEW Rampage. And then outside of Fightful, you can catch me on Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast. And you can catch me on Twitter as Miss Kate Faye, where I'll be posting all of my delightful commentary gigs that are coming up and all sorts of fun stuff and tweeting pictures of my dog. And before I let you plug all your stuff, we got another super chat from Hey! what's that over there? Which is like my favorite handle in the world saying face Miro versus the house of black. Holy crap. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think of that.
1: We're going to need that at some point.
0: Book it, Tony. Yeah. 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 And then Louise chimed in saying, Oh my God, Miro versus Brody King is what I want. Holy crap. That sounds like a lot of fun. I agree. Well, Robert, we had kind of a, a, a good, but somewhat medium special tonight i appreciate you breaking everything down with me where can the good people find you robert
1: first of all the pleasure is all mine hope we get to do this again you can find me everywhere at dude felice that's on twitter on instagram on twitch i really want to be more active on twitch i'll be posting a schedule soon i'll have a website soon all that good stuff will be up there and yeah of course you can find me every day practically on fightful writing up the news.
0: Hell. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to head over to Fightful Select and subscribe for all of the latest great breaking news. Thank you so much. Tomorrow's like the only day there isn't stuff going on at Fightful, but we will see you for our Go on an podcast.
1: Easter egg hunt if you do that
0: thing. Go on an Easter egg hunt. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're out.